Hello, everyone. I am Warren Muhammad, a writer for Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining me today on Becker's Cardiology and Heart Surgery Podcast as I speak with Carrie Pasick, Chief of Cardiothoracic Surgery at Good Samaritan Hospital. Carrie, it's so nice to meet you. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you very much for asking. Yeah, of course. Well, to begin, uh, could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background? Yes, well, I, uh, I'm an adult cardiac surgeon. I've been doing it for over 30 years. Um, I spent about uh, the first 19 years in practice at Yale New Haven Hospital. And then after that, I was recruited to be the chief of another hospital in Connecticut called Danbury Hospital. I was there for about 10 years. And um, I've been at uh, Good Samaritan Hospital in Suffern, New York, which is a division of uh, Westchester Medical Center, for about the last five years. Perfect. That's amazing. Well, you know, since you have all this experience, one of the first questions I have to ask you is, what are the top three biggest issues in cardiology today, do you think? Well, I mean, I think from the manpower standpoint, I think that um, at least in the United States, probably worse, you know, more so even abroad, is that we might not have enough manpower uh, to take care of all the patients uh, expeditiously. I think that's uh, certainly a problem. I think from the medical standpoint, I would say the biggest problem really is our inability uh, to really diagnose coronary disease at a subclinical level. You know, we know that atherosclerosis starts in childhood. You know, there are fatty streaks in the aorta of children. And, uh, you know, I still think that coronary artery disease still strikes down too many people suddenly. And I think that we need to do a better job in terms of uh, finding out if somebody has occult coronary disease before they drop dead. And that, that really should be, I think, a very important uh, effort that we can make. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And, you know, to go into more detail about what you see for the future, um, how do you see heart health evolving over the next 18 months or so? Well, uh, you know, I don't see any huge changes on the horizon for this standard stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I, I see more utilization of newer drugs, the so-called PCSK9 inhibitors that really lower cholesterol, you know, much more effectively than the statins, which is the current standard of care. I think that may change things in the long run. Uh, apropos to what I was saying earlier, I think there will be more utilization of advanced imaging uh, like PET-CT, you know, that we can diagnose coronary disease earlier. I think there's, um, uh, you know, more and more interest in, in this structural heart space, which, by the way, I don't particularly like that term, structural heart specialist, because I feel like I don't need to do a fellowship to be a structural heart uh, specialist. I've been doing structural heart my entire life in some sense. Uh, but I think there's more money and more energy going into the mitral space. The aortic valve is really quite uh, common in terms of the TAVR procedures. Uh, we're quite good at that, but the mitral is a, is, a, is, a, is a challenge that's logarithmically more difficult than the aortic valve. So I, I think that's, that's an exciting area for growth. You know, I think from the clinical standpoint, I think um, telemedicine may may help uh, improve the care of patients. You know, make it that that's difficult for patients to get out of their house, et cetera. 
So I think that may be a good thing, although I'm not sure the jury is still out. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way about telehealth, um, especially for those, as you said, that you know can't move as easily as some others. Um, but before I let you go, the last thing that I actually want to ask you is, what are you most excited about today? And also, what is making you nervous in the field? Uh-huh. Uh, well, we cardiac surgeons never say we're nervous. We say we're concerned, by the way. But um, what's exciting, of course, is xenotransplantation. I mean, that case of the pig to human transplant uh, at the University of Maryland is a very exciting. Uh, although I always remember the famous transplant surgeon Norman Shumway's uh, words to the effect that xenotransplantation uh, is uh, always five years away and will always remain so. Uh, but obviously, that's extremely exciting work uh, that's being done uh, there and at other institutions. And, uh, you know, we look forward to the ability to take a perfectly good, you know, transgenic uh, pig heart and uh, implant it and then probably eat the bacon afterwards uh, for the rest of the pig. I mean, that's extremely exciting. I think, as I mentioned before, the mitral space for percutaneous technology is going to be exciting. And, the other thing that I think has kind of snuck up on us is the changes in some of the at least short to medium-term mechanical support devices. I'm excited about the impeller device, which can be implanted uh, typically via axillary approach or via sternotomy if the patient's getting heart surgery, uh, and really provides very nice flows uh, for periods of time that can you know, be significant for the patient. So I think that's an exciting technology that's emerging. In terms of my concerns, specifically for heart surgery, I'm concerned that the specialty may, as, as at least as I know it and have practiced it for the past 30-plus years, is, may disappear because patients you know, don't want an operation that starts out with a sternal saw, and I don't necessarily blame them. So as I look to, the, to, to my crystal ball, I could see a time in which um, there will be a transition from typical classical cardiac surgery and cardiac surgeons to a mixture of people that can do uh, interventions uh, and cardiac surgery because the need for open cardiac surgery, I believe, will diminish over time. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, Carrie. That is all I have for you today. So I do want to thank you for speaking with me today and to all the listeners. Uh, to hear more about Becker's Healthcare, please visit our website, beckershospitalreview.com. And thank you again, Carrie, for all your insight. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for asking me to speak. Of course.